Hi everybody, this is Jeremy from In Bed by Nine. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're enjoying the episode and wondering how you can support the show, there are several ways you can go about this. First one would be to leave a rating on your preferred, your preferred platform. Um, the second one would be to leave a review. Um, I know not all, not all platforms have the option to leave a review. So if you can't on your platform, um, consider going to Podchaser and leaving a review there. Um, reviews help us get out there, help folks who might be on the fence or looking for something similar to things that they like. Um, just get the show in front of new people. And then finally, um, if you haven't subscribed to the show on, again, your preferred platform, please do so. Um, and also feel free to share it with a friend. Um, word of mouth is such a powerful tool still in the digital age. On to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Oh, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome into another In Bed by Nine podcast here with Jeremy and myself. Jeremy, how has your week been? Hey, uh, week has been uh, good so far. I had a, a decent weekend, you know, uh, just dealing with more of the Michigan garbage when it comes to uh, <laughs> snow and weather and snow again or whatever, slippery crap. I don't even know what to call it anymore. I don't think the weather people do either, but um other than that, just uh, about the f- got through the first week of my, uh, you know, last semester before I graduate. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I got seven man. weeks left. We Thanks. Graduated, man. I'm excited. Um, but, and then I get to go into my master's program like two months later. So it's not really a break. <laughs> your doctorate. Oh, that oh, I don't know if I'll go that far. I, I don't you have s- the willpower. You say that now to you doing your master's. Like, well, you've already wrote your thesis. So why not? I'm not biting, man. I'm not biting. <laughs> but uh, anyways, man, how was your weekend? Uh, weekend was a mess. We lost power. Um, so here's the story. Rewind the story. All right. So if you follow me on Twitter, you heard the story, but I'm going to say it here because it's hilarious. We, on Friday, we decided kids are in bed. We're going to watch the start season three of Mandalorian. Big Star Wars fan, excited to watch Mandalorian. You know, love my, love my papa. So... <laughs> Started to watch Mandalorian. Get to the scene, not to give away any information, but if you watch this the 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 the, the show, it was the scene with the croc. Okay, the crocodile shows up. Okay, that's happening. Right away, power cuts out. Like right when you know Grogu shows up, power goes out. Son of a gun. Power goes out. Fine. You know, I'll go downstairs where my house is. The water table's all messed up. My sub pup started to rise up. All my streaming world is in the basement. All my stuff's in the basement. So I'm like, darn it, I have to go down and start pumping out water, but manually with a, my hands. So I'm in there with a bucket, ripping water out of my sub pump, trying to get it to go. Figured, okay, we're good. It's down to a level. It doesn't seem to be rising. Went to bed, figuring, all right, I'm going to fall asleep. We'll be good. Well, I don't really fall asleep. I get up around a couple hours later, so around 11 o'clock at night. Freaked out, went downstairs and looked. The water was right at the edge of the top of my sub pup crock. I'm like, son of a gun. So I'm now cranking out water faster so it doesn't flood anywhere in my basement. And calling anyone I know that's awake saying, hey, do you have a generator? I need something to power my pumps. And finally, found someone gets it. 45 minutes, well, it was probably about an hour and a half later, me sweating in my basement in the cold basement, pumping water out, filling up every bucket i could find with water that i was able to print a power generator clean things out which was perfect now we lose power for a day send the kids over to grandparents house to stay warm 
we're like, okay, we're going to hunker down because I don't want to leave a generator sitting in my backyard running without me watching it, um, especially since I don't have anything tying it down. Safety first. Set there. We was like, fine. Downloaded it onto our iPad. We'll watch The Mandalorian. We'll finish it together. It'll be great. We'll have a little night there in the living room with the heaters on us. We'll be good. Watching The Mandalorian get to the same scene, and guess what happens? The power comes back on. The exact same scene. The exact same moment. I can't make no sense of it. It was hilarious. We laughed. It was a weird moment. I was just like, whatever. I give up. Weirdness. So Grogu, Grogu has power. Um, and we're kind of worried about watching next season, next episode because we don't lose power again. Lose power. So oh, we're man. hoping it's nice out and we can do that. But right now, like all my um my uh ISB or my internet line is like hanging down to the ground because there's so much wa- so much weight from the snow. All the power lines in my backyard are hanging down to the ground. So my backyard looks like a bunch of jungle gyms with like wires everywhere. So I have like every ISB I'm calling up, like, hey. Uh, your wire is in my backyard. Well, we don't have you a service. I understand that, but your wire still goes through my backyard and it's on the ground. How do you know it's ours? I don't know. I'm calling every one of them. There's seven of them on the floor. I'm just calling through all of you guys and saying there's one on the floor. It's one of them. It's got to be yours. So, well, he that was my day. Exciting weekend. That was my exciting weekend. Yep, pretty much. That and I just kind of just like just cleaned the house after that. And like Sunday was cleaning because I was like, this is fun. So, yeah, that was my weekend. Grogu is power. Power lines are everywhere. Snow. So Ugh, I'm done. <laughs> Spare me. <laughs> yeah. So right. Jeremy, I hear we have a guest here with us tonight. Yes, we have uh Giant of the Frost, but for practical purposes and convenience, we're gonna call him Frosty because that's what everybody else calls him. So yes. it makes sense. So welcome aboard, Frosty. How's it going? How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, doing great. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, absolutely. Um, you want to start off, Alex? What do you? Yeah, think? we'll start going. So, we like that's you know, Frost, Frosty. Take me with get get on there, but Frosty, <laughs> why don't you give us your spiel? What is your elevator speech? What is your thing that you know you would give out in a raid or whatever you need to do? Like, what is your spiel? Tell us who you are. So yeah, yeah, I'm Giant of the Frost, and uh, I host a podcast uh, that we uh, host live on Twitch, um, and then we also upload into the podcast world and the YouTube world. Uh, that is basically um, uh, a, a weird podcast. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's the home of the weird. Uh, it's basically a conversation with different guests talking about all those things. Sometimes you end up talking about late into the night. You know, you go to that good party. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have one too many, and uh, and and then you start talking about the real stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I what I shoot for. So uh, we have anything from uh, you know psychics to uh, uh, and like tarot readers to uh, people on talking about uh, uh, UFOs and aliens to uh, animal communicators to I don't know just just anything that kind of seems paranormal or weird uh, is is what is what we do and. Uh, we have a fun uh, community that's kind of built up around it, so cool. uh, that's that's what it is. Awesome, wonderful. I I would say I, I I know we talked a little bit before we started podcasting, but I do want to point out. Um, usually every October, I talk about my ghost hunting experiences. I used to go ghost hunting when I was in high school and throughout college, um, because my 
friends all thought I was able to communicate with ghosts. I saw a lot of ghosts. And when I was younger, I always used to see, you know, something or catch something and, you know, have that extra feeling. So, you know, maybe I can get on your podcast and explain my stories. I won't explain it here because we focus on content. But, you know, hey, if you need to need somebody to come hang out with you, I got some good stories. So yeah, we're always down for good stories for sure. Yes. Yes. So what made you decide to do this? And it's called the witching, the witching hours, right? The yeah. The hours witching podcast. hours. Okay. So to kind of get in, cause I know you guys talk a lot about, you know, content and like how to get into it and stuff. I was, I was one of those people uh, during uh, right, right when COVID kind of first happened, the lockdown just starting to go down. I didn't have a whole lot to do. And I had started watching Twitch I've been watching Twitch for like over a year at that point, and I'm I'm kind of a techie guy, and I was like, I'm mm -hmm. just curious how they do this stuff. <laughs> like, I'm sure I could do this. I just want to see. I just want to download the software and mess around with it and and try it out. Like, not thinking to try to do it at all. But I had so much time on my hands. I did the regular Twitch streamer thing. I was playing video games and hanging out with friends on there and stuff, and um, didn't really think too much about it. Was probably one of those like, well. I wouldn't say I was like a zero viewer streamer because I had mm -hmm. a couple of friends that were in there, but really I was a zero viewer, viewer streamer. Um, and, uh, you know, but we had fun doing it and with all the time off work and stuff like that at that point in time, that's kind of what we were doing. And then uh, my my wife, who goes by medium, Jenny Lee, uh, she decided she was going to start doing streaming with her uh, doing medium stuff. And uh, she had a lot of success with it and started kind of building a community and stuff like that. And so we were thinking about well, what could we do? Because I wasn't a very good streamer when it came to like video games. I'm like very, I was kind of internal. I didn't talk a whole lot, but mm -hmm. I really do like having conversations. It's like one of my most favorite things to do. Like I'm the guy at the party, wife's ready to go. It's midnight. Hey, we need to get back home. We got to get up early tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be right there. And, you know, an hour and a half later, I'm like still talking to this guy I just met, you know, or whoever. So we were like, you know, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I've always kind of wanted to do like a paranormal talk show. Uh -huh. I used to listen to them a lot. You know, one specifically, a, a show called Coast Coast AM uh, back in the 90s and stuff like that. I used to work overnight, so I'd stay up, you know, while I was doing my, my job and listen to that overnight. And it's like, man, I'd really like to do something like that. And she's like, so let's try it. So uh, we did. And uh, and I kind of felt uh, like I found my niche, you know, like, what mm -hmm. what do you do? What are you really interested in? What are you passionate about? uh and and for me uh that so far that's been that's been the witching hours so when did you uh start the witching hours podcast we started a a year from last halloween so we've been doing it about a year and a half now uh yeah so it's it's been going a good long while and we do we do all of the recordings uh live on twitch so it's it's a twitch stream and then we just take that uh footage and then we upload it to all the podcast places and i just recently uh, a few months ago started a, a youtube for it because we have like the video version and then the audio version uh so so yeah it's been about it's been about a well year and a half i guess so we're, nice. we're moving along well i think cool. we just did episode 20 i think we got our 20th in there so nice congrats i like oh, nice round you. numbers so that's cool yeah okay. jeremy yeah. does um looking through you know i pulled your twitter up and I like to look through stuff who, you know, looking at all the, you had a quite a bit of different guests on here and definitely a wide variety of guests, I guess. 
thinking about like what is your favorite topic you guys end up talking about i know you like like all of it but if you're like oh i really like diving into this topic was really interesting to me one thing i would like to do more on it uh is is the idea uh or, or the topic of uaps ufos um you know because as you guys know you know you i can have all the questions in the world but i have i have to have a guess to ask them <laughs> to ask the questions <laughs> too. So a lot of times for this show, it's just finding the people um, that are willing to come on and talk about, uh, you know, such weirdness and, and put themselves out there uh, mm -hmm. where there's often, you know, easily for them to be ridiculed and stuff. Uh, so you yeah. have to find people who are willing to do that. Um, so I would like to do more um, uh, with that. And we do have an author coming on uh uh, in, in a month or so that's going to talk about some of that stuff. Some of my favorite guests so far, I, I enjoyed having um, RVA Paranormal on, who were like a ghost hunting team. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. It's uh, mainly a husband and a wife. They've had some really, really crazy experiences. And they uh, they always bring EVPs. So they send us the EVPs ahead of time. And then we just uh, keep them you know, on the computer. And we, we have the show. We just kind of play them live. And we listen to them for the first time with, with, the, with the chat and uh kind of feel how everybody feels about it and kind of go through that so that's been really fun nice. um so that was one of those things maybe uh we can talk to you uh yeah uh, about uh the the halloween show because that's where we have people on just to kind of tell their their spooky stories like they're or have them send them in by email and we read them and, and stuff like that so um that's always good another uh, really interesting guest we had on recently was um, Mark Hunter Brooks, who um, uh, was kind of in the, the computer world, uh, a really um, just kind of doing like the normal thing uh, and had some experiences. And now he's an author of uh, a couple different books. He's working on a book now that basically is trying to prove the metaphysical through science, like talking about how we kind of seem to separate the metaphysical world and, and things, uh, what we consider psychics or what we consider to be ghosts and all these things. And this is all um, separate from science. And so his goal is to kind of explain some of these things through uh, repetitive scientific experience. Data, data pool type stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like Using data uh, to support the fact of the paranormal. Yeah. You know, and, and what trying to explain like what that could be. So like using the double slit experiment to, you know, show that, you know, there could be that things can be happening at different places at different times or, uh, uh, what do you call the um, quantum mechanics where, you know, things can, can, you know, just all those weird kind of ideas that can be, be talked about and how that could possibly relate to some of the experiences that our guests have as well, you know. Interesting. And then when you're doing these, you're doing them in Twitch. So you have people in the, in chat talking as mm -hmm. well and watching, are they, you know, do they ask questions while you're kind of doing stuff as well? Or do you have a, like a, like a, I guess what's your, what is your outline for your, your, your podcast stream that you're doing? Yeah. So like we, we kind of do like, so when we start off an episode, we do like a new segment. So I'll okay. start off like doing like a kind of like, any big things that are in news, I try to keep it all away from politics and stuff like that as much as I can. But for instance, like I think in our last episode, they, uh, the James Webb telescope was like looking as far into the past mm -hmm. as it's ever looked and it found galaxies. And now some uh, 
physicists are wondering whether or not they have to question the age of the Big Bang because these galaxies have formed. Uh, so, you know, just like news articles like that, we'll kind of discuss. Um, and then we, you know, we bring a guest on and yeah, we have a, a Twitch chat. And so we encourage them to ask questions. Um, sometimes, you know, when they know who the guest is coming, you know, I'll put in, you know, uh, they'll kind of be prepared if they have certain questions, especially now that we're starting to have return guests. Like we're going to have Mark Connor Brooks back on and we're going to talk about the Mandela effect. Oh, um, nice. yeah. yeah. And so he's like, he wasn't really familiar with that. And so he's kind of been uh, researching and, and, and trying to learn more about it and, and see how, how maybe that could be explained by some, uh, you know, scientific experimentation and stuff like that. So everyone's, it, a lot of people in our community have been like, okay, like we're ready for him to come back. We got a bunch of questions for him. So well, uh, that's, that's been good. That's really cool because like he came on originally and then like somebody probably asked him about Mandela, they probably asked him about the Mandela effect, I'm assuming. And then he's like, I don't know much about it. Let me go back and do my research. Mm -hmm. And then you brought him back. That's really kind of a cool flow. Um, one for, for him too, the person writing a book on this situation, you know, that's something that helps him write the book and, oh mm -hmm. man, that's really cool. Yeah. And we get that opportunity quite a bit with our guests so far. We have a lot of people we plan on having back, which is, it's, is good because, well, for instance, like the people we have that ghost hunt, they mm -hmm. haven't stopped ghost hunting. So, they have more stories, you know, like, yeah. Like next Halloween or, you know, whenever we decide to do a show again, we might have RVA Paranormal back on and go over what they've done since. And, hey, this is new evidence we've got. These are new EVPs we got. These are new photographs we got. Uh, so there's like content that they're constantly generating, you know, that they can put out and have, you know, have a way to, you know, another way to get their stuff out at the same time. And, and just like a lot of um, uh, like Mark, you know, people who are writing books and they're studying you know, this stuff is happening real time. And then, of course, with like UFOs right now, it's like the golden age of uh, oh, with, yeah. with the with the U.S. military releasing stuff like this. And then, of course, everything that went on a couple of weeks ago, the UFA world, uh, UFO world was ablaze with all the balloons and UAPs being shot down. And uh, oh, yeah, so, trust me. Yeah. Where I live, they were all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, uh, we have yeah, that's close. That's the other thing to it. And I, I made a, I did a little history thing. Uh, I, I, you know, I do history all the time in my stream and I did a history uh, conversation on the fact that, you know, we were actually bombed by Japan with balloons um, that the one small history facts never out there that, yeah, there was a ton of balloons out there that floated over and they bombed us with balloons. Um, and the only casualty happened in, uh, I think it was Redford, Michigan, when it blew mm. up a barn and got somebody. So that was it. <laughs> Wow. So I didn't I've never heard of that. Yeah. That, uh look up it's it happened in nineteen fifty or nineteen forty forty-three. Nineteen forty-three. Yeah. Um it was over the winter. Just because the way the jet stream hits, it makes sense. It was right over Alaska, came down through Canada. Um, yeah. like Wisconsin had a few, um, Montana had a few like random ones that kind of popped down, but like Michigan got hit with like four of them and like one casualty because it was in the barn and people's house were blowing up. They didn't wow. really talk about it because think about the panic that would happen there's just silent bombs falling from the sky like that would terrify the world so it's always it's always interesting when historical events like that that happen you would think would be part of that american history lesson that just aren't like the black tom bombing have you mm -hmm. yeah like that was something that i learned about in college that you know i talked to co-workers about or i talked to 
I talk to people about and they've never heard of it before. And I was just like, yeah, we bombed out the Germans in World War One, and it's the reason you can't go up into the torch and the and the you know Statue of Liberty. But it's like not in any you know high school history book that I've ever seen, and I had never heard of it. And of course, you know, I was at that point, I was a I was a grad student, and it was like I almost felt like a moron, you know, <laughs> like why haven't I heard about this before? <laughs> yeah, you get those people too, like yeah, you don't learn about it till like you're yeah, grad student, you're starting to learn yeah. like what is this crazy information, or like you have to do a bunch of reading to figure it out, and like oh man, um, but yeah, I got you on that. Or one thing that okay, the one thing that always blew me away was that pizza is not from Italy. Yeah, New York, right? No, no. China, China, China. Pizza originates from China. Hmm. Same thing with the orange. I never knew that. Yeah, that's I found that out, and I was like, "That blows my mind." It comes from Mongolia with the concept of like the big plate, and they would cook them on there, and they would come across. So it oh. came from the Silk Road down in Italy through Marco Polo, and it was just adapted and used in in oh, gotcha. In Italy. So then it became Italian. Same thing with the orange. Gotcha. Kind of like um, like the Americans, like we've done with all of our food. It's just yeah, like pretty much. assimilated. It's just, it was just assimilated. <laughs> it <become> but <laughs> it, it really, or, you know, you think all oh, pizzas, there's always somebody within Italy yeah. just throwing pizza in the air, but end up being yeah. the Mongolians. Always the Mongolians. Anyways. Yeah, always the Mongolians. Yeah. <laughs> my city wall. All right. Moving on from the South Park joke. Um, okay. Now, it does seem like you have guests that come on and I feel like you've planned out your guests like features way in advance. How many of these, like, do you do this once a week? Are you doing this when guests are available? Do you guys have like filler episodes you do? Like, you know, explain me your role there. So when we first started, it was like, let's see, let's, can, can we do this? Let's see how mm-hmm. it goes. And we did like that first episode, which is a Halloween special. And we didn't have any guests. It was just, it was just me and uh, Medium Jenny Lee, uh, who's who's the other host of the program, and we uh, we uh, we were just like, hey, send in some of your ghost stories. Uh, we have some of our own ghost stories, and that you know we're gonna we're gonna kind of do it up, and then uh, and and that went pretty well. So it's like, okay, we'll start doing this every now and again. But um, I don't know if you guys face this problem at all when you when you started this, but it was like, okay, so where do I get guests? You know, so. <laughs> Um, so it was like, okay, like, let's look around. Okay. And you know, like, well, we know this one person, let's, so let's see if they'll come on. And so when we got them on, we would, we would just do the stream. Um, and I never even thought because we do it live, like I can't really, uh, I know like some podcasters, they'll just like record like 10 episodes and save them all up and then kind of release them in mm-hmm. some kind of regular order. But when you're doing the interview live, you can't save it really. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> So we were just kind of doing them sporadically. We were trying to do them once a month. Uh, but then as it started to grow a little bit, uh, I decided to kind of move it over to an every other. So we do it every other Thursday right now. Eventually, I would like to do it every Thursday. Uh, but for me, it's just a matter of making sure that we keep that kind of, like that we ha- kind of have because it's live that we kind of have guests uh, uh, lined up. And I'm sure there's um, going to be some times where a guest falls through or something like that. And and, uh, you know, we'll just have to, uh, uh, you know, wing go it. by the seat of our pants and wing it, which will be, <laughs> which will be fine because, you know, we build a, a pretty good uh, community we call team weird. Uh, and so, uh, we, you know, uh, there's lots of different things we can do. Uh, but so that's really been the amount of shows that we do 
are basically predicated kind of on that. Like how can we line up guests? Um, and then it's like, on, on the other side of it, like, uh, you know, my, my wife streams quite a bit. So it's like finding all that time to fit it in and be able to keep a <laughs> schedule that you can commit to. Yeah. Um, so, so that's been like one of the things. Now, one thing I have started to do when I put up one episode of it, but I, I kind of uh, did a spinoff of the witching hours and it's just called the witching hour stories. And that's kind of like the pre-recorded podcast. And it's just me like doing some historical research since I'm a historian on like certain events of the past. So like I did a witching hour stories on a guy named Bob Lazar. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him or not. Um, but Bob Lazar is a guy who uh, claims to have worked at S4 yeah. uh, and Area 51 in yeah. the 1980s and um, claims to have worked on uh, alien uh, craft. And he has a, a really intriguing and kind of and crazy story but he's always seemed pretty believable to me because the story's never changed now for mm -hmm. i don't know he came out in 89 so i mean you're talking about you know 30 or more years of of uh of kind of keeping the same story and not really seeking money and fame and writing books or anything about it and he's always kind of kept the same story here recently there's been more sophisticated about him so I did an episode on that, just kind of me doing like a, hey, if you don't know who Bob Lazar is, let me tell you this story really quick. And so I plan on trying to do some more of those um, MK Ultra, uh, maybe even like Roswell 47, just kind of like these little 30 minute, like, here's this event. Here's, you know, kind of the general story of it. And then you can kind of make up your mind if you want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole for four hours on it or not <laughs> that's what happens that's what happens that's with the stuff happens. yeah i'm yeah. with you on that you'll start clicking on stuff and you get on on wikipedia you get on you, you end up in wikipedia one page you know i don't know what else you put up there youtube some guys tiktok channel you're just lost in this world for like 45 minutes yeah 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 and I, i'm i'm very guilty of that myself uh so it's like one of those things that you know i find something and it's like super interesting and like i said there's so much out there to learn you know whether it's true or not whether it's real or not whether it really happened or not is all debatable but sometimes it can just be fun to hear a story yeah i don't always think too i always bring up the i always like to say this um that it might not be real or not real but it's something that's been said so many times that there's a there's a story behind it why did that story start that's why it's like say like i always look at it that way like why do you see these figures or why are you seeing, you know, UFOs or whatever? Like, what are those things? Like, why are they imaged that way? So it's always like, that's my thing. It's always, why is it starting off? Um, or I think about like, any, like middle ages and stuff like that, when people write stories of the dark and how evil the dark is, these monsters in the dark, they wrote them because of this or that and reasons why, because mm -hmm. of like safety and stuff like that. So, yeah, it just there's a why behind it, and I want to know the why. That's all. Yeah. I have, so, and and it kind of provides, you know, especially in this day and age, uh, I feel like it's really. So I I almost don't think I can go without saying like I'm I'm heavily inspired by a guy named uh, Art Bell who passed away uh, a few years ago, uh, but he was a host of a show called Coast to Coast AM, uh, and I used, I was talking to you about it a little bit earlier before the show, but. Um, mm. You know, I used to listen to that show uh, all night. I was I worked overnight as a security guard, like right out of high school, and I would just 
drive around my security van and make my checks and listen, you know, to all these just, you know, crazy stories, all kinds of, I mean, you name it, people were talking about it. And um, I always enjoyed the fact that he could have guests on and you could be like, man, this guy is out of his mind. Like this guy is just wacko crazy out of his mind. But, you know, Art, Art Bell was really good at, even if, even if he kind of knew that guy was out of his mind, he gave him a platform and, yeah. and you, maybe you didn't know that Art Bell agreed. You kind of knew that Art Bell didn't agree with him, uh, but he kept, uh, he kept a polite, like rational discussion going and yeah. he allowed people to give their viewpoint and, and their evidence and then let, let the audience be the judge of if that person was you know full of it or not. And so I think in this day and age too, you know, one of the things, and that's kind of one of the things I shoot for with the witching hours is to be able to have people on, to have a cool conversation, to talk about things, to have different points of views, because not, you know, that's one thing I've noticed about in like the paranormal community too, is like someone could be a hardcore believer in ghosts. Like they've had all these firsthand experiences with ghosts. Mm -hmm. They 100% believe in ghosts. They had a ghost touch their ear and whisper something to them and they'll go to their grave believing that that happened. But the second someone starts talking about a UFO, those people are wacky. Those Thank people are you. Wacky. Thank you. I have had, <laughs> yeah, I've had somebody like just listening to paranormal podcasts and stuff or like you said, talk shows like I like how you you make people comfortable enough to come on. You're not going to, you know, flay them if they if you know maybe you, you're not as passionate of a belief of their story maybe their story is not you know not ringing the bells to make you think okay this was a credible thing but you're not going to sit there and, and and beat them up and i agree i think that kind of you know you know judgment on because it's a different part of the paranormal spectrum you know why is mine any less but you should take mine should be given a chance it's just like yours should be i mean yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's definitely things in the conspiracy world, especially nowadays that, you know, I I just can't get on board with right right from the get go. But, you know, it doesn't mean that if someone's will, not willing, you know, if someone's willing to come on and have a, a, a cool discussion a back and forth and, you know, to be polite and even, you know, be friends uh, later, then I'm, I'm completely for that. And I think that's something that we could use, you know, not just in the paramor- paranormal community, but just in, in our society as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I knew we were going with that 100%. Common discord is necessary that's been lost in the echo chambers of Facebook and Twitter. But we'll move on from that conversation. <laughs> I do that. So, what's your, um, I guess, what is your favorite or like whether you want to talk about it with, uh, you what's know, your the paranormal, hours, or what's your paranormal yeah, what kind of, to take? What's your, what's your thing? Yeah. Or, you know, or tale or you know or experience um so the things that i really get into i mean there's a lot well first of all you know my wife is a medium so that's and that's been something that has been a without you know getting into a huge thing about that uh you know it's something that she's really kind of embraced more over the last couple years it's been a big thing so that's obviously something that i'm into now like why can some people kind of communicate with the other side and some people can't? Uh, and of course, y- uniquely to me, it's something that I have, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's a personal thing that's, that's with me now. Um, and, and I've seen real evidence um, 
and and things that ha have made me a believer for that for sure uh that i don't know if i can come back from just like that ghost i said once it happens to somebody you know that mm -hmm. you, know, you have to kind of see to believe kind of thing yeah. um i think uh aliens ufo stories stuff like that were the things that really captured me when i was a teenager when i was listening to late night and then um the other big one for me was kind of these tales of time travel uh yeah john john titter and uh stories that came about in the early 2000s and just like this idea of uh you know what the simpsons yeah yeah well yeah for <laughs> sure um uh yeah so time travel is always a big one i haven't had a time traveler one yet but there's an open invitation if uh <laughs> if anybody's listening time travelers if we have any yeah. time travelers or people that experience time travel stuff you hear you hear the yeah. Also, if you were trying, I would like the lotto ticket numbers, please. I appreciate, it. I appreciate that <laughs> highly. Sure. We'll split it. Sure. Yeah, we'll split it. And, you know, a lot of that stuff gets mixed because, you know, we talk a lot about fringe science and like, you know, Michi Akaku, someone that gets brought up on our show a lot and, and reading, uh, you know, watching shows that he that he's done. And, um, you know, you can say someone's a crackpot for believing in time travel. And I don't know that I do believe that time travel is possible at least yet, but it's something that they're proving with science mm -hmm. that, you know, that, that, that well, we know it's possible by using black holes in the sun like that. Now, do we have the technology to do it? No. But does that mean that it won't be possible? You know, a thousand years in the future, we don't know. Yeah. I was talking to a scientist at NASA one time that, when I was, talk, I was talking to him about just how crazy science is and technology like that, and he brought up the fact that he's like, yeah, a lot of it, though, is from sci-fi. A lot of this technology we learned or doing that was inspired by something that happened in sci-fi. Mm -hmm. That, like, Star Trek inspired this person to do these following things. And that what got me excited about it because I was watching Star Trek, and Star Trek got me into science and space, and then all of a sudden, like, you start to evolve that stuff. Um, from there and i go that makes sense so like this sci-fi world is pushing the envelope to making us think oh that's possible let's make it happen um not always directly but you gotta think that there's a connection there a little bit too i think you nailed it because when i was uh, when i was young you know I was, when i was a kid i would watch star trek the next generation and, and the original one with my mm -hmm. dad he was a big trekkie and um Same. and that kind of started my fascination with it you know i watched i watched this show and you know the cool thing about star trek is it was kind of it was sci-fi but they tried to keep it science more science yeah yeah and so that kind of started my love of like going out and looking at the stars and then wondering if 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 life could be possible you know in other places and then you just kind of work your way through the so through, through that kind of rabbit hole like i was talking about earlier uh, but yeah, that's probably for me. That's probably where it kind of started was yeah. you know the next generation and just wondering what what was possible and what could be out there. I was thinking too, like there's people out there right now trying to build lightsabers from Star Wars because they thought it was really cool and they made one. It's dangerous yeah. as all biscuits, but it's cool. <laughs> oh yeah, or, or like when the next generation you see them walking around with tablets in like 1990. Yeah, you yeah. Know? and it's like you know. Time. If you know, and that's the question, you know, I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure they had like tablets in, in the next generation. And you wonder like if if they wouldn't have had that in the TV show, would it exist now? Or was it only invented because people saw it and were like, I can make that? I think that's a, a key element right there. I think of like and I know Alex had brought it up was just 
it them being able to to see it and visualize it. Yeah. Even if it's just a, you know, a dummy prop on a, on a, on a TV show, you know, yeah, the thought process behind it. So, so then think of all the cool things we could have now, but no one imagined it yet, you know, but we have the technology, but no one's just like, put that fake thing in a TV show for us to go, (laughs) Oh, we could make that. We can make that happen. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just somebody has that inspired moment, you know, and they see that thing and like, Oh, wait, I can make that happen. Yeah. We could do this and this, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah. Uh, I do have one follow up question on um you because you mentioned that, you know, UFOs and that kind of stuff and the aliens kind of interest you. So which one like which case or famous thing are you most interested in or which one do you think? Do you think any of them are any ones uh, probably not true? Well, I mean, I think the first one anyone goes to when they get into it is is Roswell. Um, so, you know, Roswell is the first one that really captured my imagination. And then, um, in the nineties, the Phoenix lights was a huge thing, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and that was another one of the Phoenix lights was an interesting one too, because you see, you know, this is seen by, uh, people all over, you know, the Phoenix area. So it's not some guy who had a little bit too much, you know, desert shine or something that night and stumbled off his porch and saw lights. I mean, this is seen by by lots and lots of people. And then I don't know if you guys uh, remember this when it was in the news or not, but uh, it was like the mayor of Phoenix came out in like an alien costume at the press conference and stuff and just com- kind of made a mockery of of it. No. Yeah. So he, he walks out in like a typical like gray alien suit at the press conference. And it's just like, you know, in the, the media is kind of yucking it up and stuff like that. But now that that mayor today talks about how he saw it, too. Ah, he was. I wonder if he was just trying to, yeah. to compensate or cover his own yeah. fear. Maybe he found. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I imagine if you're in a position of leadership, you probably don't know what the heck to do. Yeah. So, I mean, not to really rail on him, but you know, it's like one of those things where it's easy to make fun of the people who who say, you know, and and that kind of goes into the whole thing now with the military, um, and people who are in the military, you know being reluctant to come forward with stuff that they've seen. Um, I was military and I come from a military family. I grew up as a, as a military brat. And so, you know, you're dealing with people, police officers who are trained uh, to, to look for things, you know, that, that, you know, they pull duty and that's like what they're supposed to do is keep an eye on the skyline and, 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 and they're paid to be observant. And, and, and when you start running, you start looking at a lot of these stories, you find that it's the military and it's the police officers and stuff like that, that, see a, a large a large portion of these things it's not you know uh, the guy who had too much moonshine you know, it's 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 police officers it's military uh seeing crafts go underwater and um yeah so you know that's always been interesting um what are, what are the big ones oh and you know another one that i like i, I i've always been interesting kind of too uh is kapushin yar which was this which which was called the soviet roswell okay so that was interesting, too, because uh, for me, that just shows that, uh, especially being an American, I know that a lot of times we kind of centralize everything around the United States. But, you know, there's another there's another huge example of the Soviets having the same issues that the U.S. was having during the Cold War with, you know, unidentified craft and not knowing what they're doing. And supposedly, you know, the uh, you know, the, the Soviet military having run ins. And so. Yeah, there's there's a few cases and there's so many of them. 
and you know, and, and then there's the the problem. There's there's so many of them, and and you know, not all of them are real. Yeah, what fraction of them are real? So it's always I, interesting. I was always interested. I'll before I pass it back to Alex and we move on here. I was always interested in the injured Cole one. I uh, he what do, do you know who do you know about it before I? Well, which one is that? Uh, injured Cole. Nope. Cole. I, I don't think. Uh, I've heard. He was a, there was a, a guy named Woody Derenberger who was, he was a, a I think it was a client salesman. He would, you know, go on the road and uh, see his clients. He was coming back from somewhere in Ohio and he seen this humanoid, you know, humanoid type person. And um, the guy ended up basically establishing relationships, you know, with him, his family got to know him Uh he went to their planet, you know, just a whole bunch of things. And um, it's just something you, you look up. I don't, I don't really want to spoil it or, you know, spend a lot of time getting into it, but injured coal. And it actually happened in, he was in West Virginia. Oh, that's where, interesting. Where he West lived. Virginia has a lot of stuff. That's yeah. Mothman, yeah it's a pretty Mothman and all that stuff. Yeah. West Virginia's, they have a lot there. Well, they, they're, they're different. They tie, they, they do get into the Mothman and tie it in with it, with injured mm-hmm. coal. If you get on, I, I heard it on a, on a couple of paranormal ones I was listening to and, you know, research. Uh, it was pretty interesting. So, yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into it. And it's interesting yeah. too, because that's something I'll just ask people like sometimes, like I said, you know, once you've had, maybe you've had, you know, a couple of whiskeys or something and you say, Hey, you ever seen a UFO before? You ever seen a UFO? And, and I'm always surprised, you know, just asking random people that you meet, at, and, you know, you go over to a friend's house and someone's over and you start talking about that stuff. It's amazing how many times you get. Yeah, I, actually, I, I have seen one one time or or my mom did, you yeah. know, and, and so, I saw something. I can't explain it, but I, saw I can't something. explain. Yeah. Well, you know, which I have. I have, you know, I have my UFO story and it's not like the typical. It's not the typical UFO. It's something completely different. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go if you guys have time to go into it, but. Yeah, go um, ahead. Yeah. So, so, you know, I was working, I actually said earlier that I was working, uh, I did security when I first got out of high school. So I'd worked like graveyard shifts and um, I worked for a newspaper. And so this newspaper owned a lot of different buildings in the city, kind of on the same, within the same couple of blocks of each other. And so I would have to go around and um, go to these different buildings, different times of the night, two, three o'clock in the morning. And um, I had like a little wand. And when I did my, when I went around and did my, uh, my routes, uh, I would have to like hit like a little chip that was on the wall and it would show that I'd oh, been there and that I'd done yeah. my, that I'd done my, 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 my rounds. Well, that night I happened, I happened to be training a, a new guy. And so, uh, so that night I had the new guy follow me on the rounds and we got up to, uh, the top floor of, it wasn't a really tall building actually for being in the city. It was, I don't know, maybe about four stories and five stories, maybe. And, um, we got up to the, we got up to the roof and now normally on any other night, uh, not that I'm not uh, a really good worker, mm-hmm. uh, but normally what I would do is I would open that rooftop door and I would reach my hand around to the door frame and I would hit the wand and I never even would have gone outside because I'm five floors up or, you know, five, six floors up in the, in the sky. No one's out on the roof. I'm just going to yeah. hit that wand and go on about my business. But that night, since I'm training the new guy, I'm like, okay, so here's what we do. Right. We open this door, we go out onto the roof. And we take a walk around the roof and we make sure everything's cool. And then we go back in. And so I'm telling him this, and I look up in the sky and, I, and I'm in the city. So there's lots of, you know, lights, even though it's, it's late at night. And I see this blue boomerang. It's like, a, but it looks like blue flame. 
So at first I think it's like, oh, I'm seeing a, a, a meteor, you know, uh, you know, a comet or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so shoot, you know, but it's just hovering in the sky like a blue boomerang that looks like a blue, like a really hot blue flame. And it's just staying there and staying there and staying there. And I'm just staring at it. And I, uh, I'm like getting ready to say something to the guy. And then all of a sudden, just from a standstill, it just zip, it's gone. I see it take off. And it's like, <sighs> at the just, I mean, just super quick. And then it's gone. It leaves a streak across the sky, kind of. And um, w- <laughs> one thing I think is weird about it now, when I, when I tell that story and I look back at it, is that guy, uh, me and him kind of lock eyes after it happens. And mm-hmm. I can tell that he saw it. And we don't say anything about it. We just look <laughs> at each other. We looked at each other and just kind of like gave each other like a look, like wide-eyed expression, like, and then we just walked. That moment, I think, just walked away. Yeah, and then we just like went on about our business, and I was like, and as and when I look back, I'm like, man, I almost don't even know if I believe that story. Like, you're not going to talk about that the rest of the night. And I remember going home and telling my wife and telling all my friends about it. But it was like in that moment, there was just like nothing to say because he saw it and I saw it and. There was no way to explain what it was. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, I don't even like I'm not even a huge advocate that I actually saw some kind of alien spacecraft because it was like it didn't look like it was solid. It looked like it was a flame, like it was that color. Huh. You uh, saw something you can't explain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, I've never seen like a saucer or anything like that. But mm-hmm. still to this day, I have, I have no clue what that could have been, because the only thing that would have made sense to me is if, it, if I was seeing something coming at me. And so it, then it would have appeared to be stationary, right? Like mm. if the size yeah. wasn't changing, but I couldn't see its movement. But when it took off, it went like a completely opposite direction. So, <laughs> Which is no help to you. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I have no clue what it was. I have no clue what it was. That's cool, though. Yeah. I mean, that's what gets you started and everything. I mean, like I said, I've, I've had my own experiences of things, of moments, and that got me going into things and followed the path. And then, yeah, it's always cool. Yeah. Take it down the road. Yeah. So um, we're winding down our hour a little bit here, but I always have to ask towards the end of the, the the interview is, you know, what is what is something if you had to give to a different content creator, like what is that nugget of information that you want to leave with? Yeah, so that, that was actually something that I was, you know, uh, wanted to get into more because I'm really into like this whole idea of content creation and how to sorry <laughs> you know how to get how to well no i mean it's it's, yeah. it's it's what happens with me and i talk for four hours and i, I never get anywhere but oh, um, you're good <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah like content creation itself and it, it's different for every person and that's yeah. one thing that i'm learning and so like i can't i can't necessarily do what my favorite streamers do like i can watch guys play video games and just have a blast and they're completely hilarious and they keep me you know or or whatever kind of stream they have and i found out that that wasn't for me like i wasn't that guy even though i wanted to be so i think i think it's important just to kind of find what you're passionate about what you're good at and 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 what makes you want to click that go live button instead of it being like oh i gotta do this again um And, and, and another big part of about it is, is, you know, building that community, especially on Twitch. Uh, and, you know, I've gone back between YouTube and Twitch and I love Twitch so much more just because you have that, you get to have more of a connection with people. And for me, someone who likes to communicate and conversate, I don't get that on YouTube. So I put up a video on YouTube 
and I might get likes and views, but I don't get to talk to anybody about it. I don't get to uh, interface with them as much. And so, so Twitch is good for that. And so I think the key for that so far for me has been to appreciate everybody in your community, man. Cause like it, you know, it's no fun doing a podcast of, you know, a live podcast if nobody's there. Um, so, you know, just having a community and, and interacting with them and, and appreciating them and growing that and, uh, and, you know, doing, you know, finding things that they're interested in and kind of, it, you know, it becomes something that you start, but then it very quickly turns into like a community effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a great way to think about it. I like, and you talk about, you want to talk about contact more. You really drove that passion part in our you know past hour here talking about what you're more passionate in and how that drew, driv, driven, driven, driven <laughs> your, your, your drive for what you're doing. And that is, you know, a big point to point out. And I think that's one thing that we, you know, want to highlight with you is that you found that passion, you're running with that passion. So that's cool. So, all right. Yeah. And it's, I don't think it's easy because there's just, everyone's doing everything. Mm. It feels like, like you could think you found like, man, no one's doing this. And then if you actually look into it, man, there's everybody doing that. (laughs) So uh, you know, you just have to find that thing that you want to do and do it. And, you know, like my wife has to tell me this all the time, medium Jenny Lee is like, just do what you want to do. And then everything else will work itself out. And so you just, yeah, I think you just have to find out what you want to do and not worry about what everyone else is doing. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. Put your head down and don't look up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just enjoy for it. Sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Jamie, unless you have any other questions. Um, no, I just wanted to say, I thought it was a good, uh, good nugget of wisdom there about just appreciating everybody because you know when you first start you're gonna have um you you typically find one like everybody needs somebody that's like you know crazy that shows up and i've been in streams where like Mm -hmm. there's always that person in that stream you know leaving the charge in the chat and i think if you can get that person you know, and that's how you do it. You can you can really do you know a lot of things and and see mm-hmm. growth. So, all right. But, well, well, thank you, Frosty, for joining us tonight. We're yeah. gonna do a little sign off here. Well, um, everyone, thank you for listening to us. Hopefully, if you can, please follow Frosty with all our different socials. We'll post below. So definitely check down there. Check out all the information for Giant of the Frost and his podcast so please check those ones out um if you can please you know pass our information on to your friends your family everyone in between so they can listen to our great stories and information we do have and we do appreciate you heavily for hanging out with us for this hour jeremy uh potatoes potatoes <laughs> <laughs>